Hello and welcome to the Plant-Based Yogi Podcast with me, David Bailey. In today's episode, we're going to be covering the calorie counting myth and three ways to lose weight without counting calories. Well, actually, in this episode, I'll just be revealing one of the secrets and then you'll have to listen to the next two episodes to hear the other two. So what is the calorie counting myth? It's the myth that if you eat a certain amount of calories, you will lose weight. In other words, most of the weight loss industry prey on people using this calories in versus calories out method. And in the short term, it does work but only two to 8% of participants does this calories in versus calories out habit stick long-term to achieve sustainable results. And meanwhile, the calorie counting myth has 92 to 98% of people across the board stuck on a hamster wheel, blaming themselves for being unable to stick to their diet. Therefore, they keep trying and failing using the same broken system. So in this episode, I'm going to break down why this isn't a sustainable way to lose weight and how to break free from counting calories, busting the calorie counting myth once and for all. To clarify, Over the next three episodes, in today you will learn one of the three proven ways to lose weight without counting calories and actually keep it off long-term. That's what we all want, right? Long-term sustainable results. Not quick fix, look good for a couple of months to go on holiday to fit into the bikini, but long-term results so we can look and feel good about ourselves, about our body, and it's healthy. Being at an optimal weight is healthy for longevity. So likewise, these aren't complicated strategies. It's all very basic, tried and tested methods that I've studied, I've trialed out on myself, on clients that I've worked with, and I've been obsessed about this for a long time, so really excited to talk about this with you. So the standard advice for losing weight is eat less and exercise more. And this isn't wrong advice, however, it doesn't solve the fundamental problem. How do you actually make that happen long-term? And moreover, exercise actually, it usually increases hunger proportionately, More calories burnt does not necessarily mean more weight loss. Have you ever experienced this? You go to the gym, you do an intense class, you do loads of cardio, and then you just feel way more hungry. So you eat and eat and eat, and then you've nullified all the calories that you burnt off in the class. I've done that loads of times. I'm sure you have done that before if you've ever done that type of form of exercise. So going to a boot camp, for instance, and burning the thousand calories may not be the best option because 
if you move more, your body will eat more. You can't trick it. For example, I spent years as a personal trainer doing multiple high intensity classes and spin classes every week, and I was still weighing in 20 pounds overweight. So how does that work out? To sum it up, when your body burns so many calories, we end up overcompensating with food. Fact, 80% of your body composition is food, 20% is exercise. In other words, this indicates that the food we eat is by far more important than exercise. As a result, 80% of how we look comes down to food we eat and 20% comes down to exercise. And consequently, calories are just one of many important pieces of information about the foods we eat, but they are in no way predictive of weight. Food is information that your biochemistry responds to and calories are just one piece of the puzzle. For instance, in some cases, you need to eat more to lose weight. That is just sometimes the way it works. So eating less doesn't always mean you will lose weight. In short, just because you eat a certain amount of calories doesn't mean they're going to affect your body in a predictive way. It's not a linear outcome. And certainly, if weight gain was caused by weak-willed people, why are some of the most successful and accomplished people in the world overweight or even obese? Most importantly, food quality and macronutrient balance really matter. That is to say, the amount of protein, carbohydrates, and fat we consume every day is subsequently more important than calorie intake. Similarly, most people struggle to find balance in this area, often consuming too much protein or carbs and often not enough healthy fats. Therefore, the problem of excess weight is ubiquitous, affecting every culture, gender, age, race. And the idea that overweight people are lazy is nonsense. And the recommendation to burn it off is reckless and ineffective. And the idea that we just don't move enough doesn't hold up to scrutiny. So clearly this is a systems problem and people are doing their best to manage their weight and it's just not working out and it, they're not sure why. And this was me for many years, over 10 years of training without being able to get down to my ideal weight playing around with all these different diets and eventually coming to the conclusion diets don't work, especially the calorie counting myth. The diet system and its industry are broken and they always have been. Traditional dieting means restriction of calorie intake, you guessed it, portion control and exercising with the main goal to burn calories. To clarify, these types of diets have a 92 to 98% fail rate long-term. The calorie counting myth at the peak of its powers right now. And as a result, we're seeing failure 
It's a, it's a massive failure of the diet industry, not of the individual. Guilt and shame cause people to blame themselves rather than the system itself. I'm here to tell you it's not your fault. A hundred years ago, it was rare to be overweight and almost unheard of to be obese. So what changed? Firstly, our food systems changed dramatically and our lifestyles changed. Secondly, food quality went from great to pretty poor to nutrient deficient. And as a result, this coupled with high stress of modern living has contributed towards an obesity epidemic. So there's a lot more we can go into and we will cover a lot more in the next episode but for now we're going to dive in to one of the secret ways to lose weight without counting calories and this is number one for a reason and you might have heard of this it's called intermittent fasting but i like to call it 8 plus 16 meal timing so what is this? Understanding that eating all day long drains your energy. To process food for your body, it requires energy. It creates digestive disorders and it encourages weight gain. And also, it leads to hormonal imbalance. In short, it's not just, it's just not a natural way to eat when you have food in your digestive system all the time as we don't have that yin and yang balance the sun and moon the night and day everything that we're striving for is balance and we never quite get there but we're always striving to get there and in other words we don't have periods of rest and digest we just have food all the time above all no animal in nature eats 16 hours a day. No child eats 16 hours a day. So a period of break is the most natural thing in the animal kingdom, and it's the most natural thing for children. So this is one of the safest ways you can make radical changes to your health very quickly. The basic concept is you eat all of your food inside an eight hour window each day and then you fast for 16 hours however you can do this by eating in a 10 hour window or even a 12 hour window so fasting for 12 hours or 14 hours if you're unable to get it all in within eight hours so if you do a lot of physical activity um off the yoga mat, if you're in the gym, if you're running a lot, eating for just eight hours might not actually be beneficial to you. But if you're just living a relatively normal lifestyle, you do moderate exercise, you're not an athlete or anything like that, this can greatly, greatly benefit you for weight loss. So to cover, you need to aim for at least a 12 hour break from your last meal of the day until your first meal the following day. Ideally, we want to go for eight, 16 meal timing. Eat in an eight hour window, 16 hour fast, 
is optimal. But most importantly, eat a variety of balanced, healthy foods. Some of the benefits of doing this intermittent fast, eight plus 16 meal timing, is reduces blood sugar. So your blood sugar becomes more stable. It also reduces body fat, you'll get leaner. It increases cell autography. So this is the, the cleansing of your old cells. It enhances human growth hormone, which is the youth hormone. I don't know about you, but I want to stay as young as possible for as long as possible. And this sometimes has nothing to do with age. It also increases testosterone, which is good for men and women. It's better for overall hormonal balance. Improves digestion, giving your body that break to digest the food so everything can function normally. And it encourages better sleep cycles. Note, these benefits are often achieved with little or no change to the foods eaten or the quantity of foods eaten. Therefore, the reason why 8-16 meal timing is number one on the list of things you should do is because the results are so dramatic. As a result, maybe you'll get so excited about the results that you'll begin to make other positive changes like practicing more on your mat, or maybe these results themselves will be enough for you. For instance, some people are able to get their weight under control, lose fat from just this one change. In conclusion, for many people, this eight plus 16 meal timing is a total game-changing revolution. Few questions I get asked with this. Will I get hungry? At first, yes but your body will learn to adapt very quickly. Can I drink tea and coffee or both? Try to reduce or avoid caffeine, but you can drink anything you like as long as there is no added milk, sugar or sweeteners. Consume zero fat proteins or carbohydrates for your entire 12 to 16 hour rest and digest window. What about athletes? So this diet is designed for longevity, illness prevention, anti-aging and effortless weight loss. It's not optimal for sports performance. So that is the first of our three secrets in this little series on the calorie counting myth. In the next episode, I'm going to be revealing the number two thing you can do to lose weight without counting calories and going a little bit deeper into busting that myth. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I hope this serves you in your goals and I really look forward to connecting with you very soon. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to listen and have the most amazing rest of your day. Peace out. Namaste.